0: While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century.
1: Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring subjects, topics, and guests that will help empower you to grow your business and take it to the next level. Today, my guest is Jamin Heppel. And let me tell you about Jamin. He is a co-creator and leadership coach of Mountains and Marathons. Yes, interesting. Which is a revolutionary leadership development company that focuses on holistic transformation and completes each program with an epic physical challenge, such as running a marathon or climbing a mountain in an iconic location around the world. Although I'd like to go to an iconic location, I don't know how I'd be with running a marathon or climbing a mountain, but let's let's delve more into that. The theme that I chose for this is le- live and lead in alignment, and this interests me because being a project manager, I often think about how we can be in alignment, so it should be very intriguing to see how we spin this. Please join me in welcoming Jamin Hamel. Okay, so I said it wrong. I knew I was going to say it wrong. <laughs> Can you just say your name so that the audience actually hears it properly pronounced?
2: <laughs> yeah, of course. Thank you, Vicky. Yeah. So Jamin Heppel is, uh, is how you pronounce it. It's all good.
1: Jamin Heppel. Awesome. Okay. From your accent. I know I don't need to ask this question, but tell the audience where you live.
2: Cool. So um, as of right now, I'm at, I am back home in Australia with my parents Um, to celebrate a Christmas and my youngest brother's getting married in three months. So I'm sticking around for a little bit to be the celebrant for his wedding. Um, But I've actually been nomadic for the last five years. So the longest I've lived in one single accommodation um, has been three months. And I've lived in 45 different countries around the world since uh, May, 2018.
1: Wow. That's awesome. You're the third person I've interviewed that uh, gave up a house and a home and has just traveled the world this is so mm-hmm. cool
0: mm-hmm.
1: so <clears throat> we're just going to get right into it how do you combine mountains and marathon to coach leadership tell us where did you no. come up with this idea
2: yeah yeah and how does it all work together
1: was <laughs> there alcohol um, <laughs> involved in <this?
2: laughs> no so um the origins so i'll speak i'll speak to like how mountains and marathons came to be and then um and then how taking on these epic epic physical adventures and um and leadership thread together so um you know I was a I grew up in a small country town a little town of about 7000 people where um you know sport and leadership were my two big passions growing up and so By the age of 17, I'd been the the house captain, the football captain, the basketball captain, uh, and eventually the school captain. And so there'd been these threads of sport and leadership the whole way through. And um, when I was 17, I was really fortunate to be invited onto a six-day leadership development program for young people across the state I grew up in called Victoria. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: it was led by 12 passionate volunteer facilitators um, who effectively introduced me to this foundation of Leadership development and personal growth, kind of like the 101 for for teenagers, and anyhow, yeah, something sparked inside of me during that week where I got really in touch with a, a vision for what I wanted to do with my life and how I wanted to contribute to my community. And so that then um, caused for the initial spark of of the genesis of, of my first leadership development organization called Game Changers, which looked at leadership in grassroots sport. Uh, and then that then transpired into another. Nonprofit profit organization called the man cave where we'd go into work with uh, boys and young men in schools around deconstructing challenging redefining masculinity and then by the age of 26 uh, I'd work with about 20 I, I'd worked with about 15,000 young people across Australia and North America through speaking coaching and facilitation and um, I also hit a place of severe burnout uh, I was going 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 and always in this kind of service and work mode, but not actually stopping to take a breath and take, take care. care of myself. Mm-hmm. And so it was, yeah, in July of 2016, when I had a, a bit of a breakdown, I had my hands, balling my eyes out and um, and really feeling quite sorry for myself. And it was in this moment of breakdown when I had a simple but profound epiphany, which is an acknowledgement that, a recognition that I created my suffering. Like I created mm-hmm. everything that I was dealing with. And so mm-hmm. from this place, of recognising that I was the creator of all of it, it was both confronting and very empowering because I also acknowledged, well, okay, if I created this mess, I can create my way out of it. <laughs> so then I asked myself the question, okay, well, if I could do anything in the world right now, what would I actually be doing? Mm-hmm. And at this stage, I'd spent pretty much my entire life in one small part of, uh, of Australia and had done very little international travel and had always aspired to test my physical boundaries and see what I was capable of, but had never never given myself a chance to test that and so i asked that question if i could actually do anything in the world right now what would i be doing and within five minutes i had a really powerful download which was okay i'd be running marathons climbing mountains traveling the world transforming my life and working out some way to help other people do the same and so i then spent three hours downloading this vision (laughs) and i called it mountains i called it mountains and marathons now i won't say the rest is history but in its essence Uh, For the last five years, me and my business partner, Jen, have been building this um, transformational leadership development company, Mountains and Marathons, where we facilitate six-month holistic journeys of transformation for people, where they graduate their experience by joining us in some epic part of the world, where they will climb a mountain or run a marathon, such as Mount Kilimanjaro or perhaps a a marathon in Patagonia or Cape Town, South Africa, Mm -hmm. and many other amazing parts of the world.
1: That sounds so awesome. And, you know, as you were talking about that, earlier we were discussing you know our target audience and a lot of the women that I speak with are people that are suffering from burnout and and going 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 and don't know and have that that meltdown so Mm -hmm. it is is something that is kind of universal that lack of self-care that we just forget about everybody you know remember the oxygen mask goes to you first right
2: totally totally I mean yeah burnout it's it's um it's it's perpetually and it's mm-hmm. perpetual and pervasive and you know if we look at particularly if we if we look at women in particular um, mm-hmm. who I who I see tend to suffer from burnout more frequently than men yeah. and it is often because of the multitude of roles and responsibilities that women um uh society through societal like um patterns mm-hmm. take on and so it's this theme of like being of service and giving 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 and as you just described it not putting on the oxygen masks on mm-hmm. self to take care of self first and ensure that i am in good health and that i am in alignment and so uh, you know, naturally, it is a number of people who are um, navigating burnout who are attracted to the program because it's for the for many people, it's the first time that they ever mm-hmm. make an investment of time, money, and energy in themselves yeah. to support them living into their greatest expression of self, or as we say in mountains and marathons, living in alignment.
1: And and really, that brings to mind two things. One, I had a, a colleague that when COVID hit big time, you know, not the initial, but that mid to 2020 early 2020 she was like I'm now a mother a housekeeper a teacher a wife uh you know the cook the cleaner I can't do it all mm-hmm. and you just felt that weight and how many other people had that and, and how are they recovering from that mm-hmm. That's the first thing that came to mind. And the second thing is, you know, the, the, the burnout piece, a lot of times we feel guilty of the self-care of mm. doing something for ourselves, you know, mm. what you and I do, it has a price to it, but I, often it's like, well, how much are you worth? And then that goes back to your confidence and your self-worth and everything. So yeah. do you have, that kind of hurdle that you have to take people over as they're going through your shop or your course.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's a I mean it's a beautiful inquiry because you know particularly when I'm in conversations with um, you know people who are experiencing burnout and then getting underneath what, what's at the source of that? Mm-hmm. What's at the source of the burnout? And typically it is that it is that theme of um, of giving, 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 giving giving and then not taking care of self. And if we then get underneath that, typically that stems from um, challenges around Mm self-worth. And so if we want to kind of get to the the nucleus or where the work really is to be done, it's around worthiness. And yet, if we look at the theme of um, making an investment of time, money, and energy in oneself that is designed to support oneself to become a better, healthier, more empowered version of themselves, that can be a really challenging hurdle for people to jump because it will be labelled in their own mind as selfish. And the uh, the identity doesn't want to associate with this label or theme of selfishness or being selfish. And so then, okay, if I'm being selfish, well, then that comes layered with guilt. And so then it mm-hmm. begins to perpetuate more of this, like, self-destructive pattern of, like, I just want to keep giving, 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 giving. I've got nothing left to give, but then I'm also not willing to receive no. support to get over it. And so then we become kind of become stuck um, yeah. in this, in this pattern of, in a way like helplessness. Mm-hmm. And so when you ask, like, is this something that we work with people on inside the aligned Leadership Program, um, the, the reality is it's something that must be worked on before they say yes. Because in order for them to say yes, they need people need to have the breakthrough of I am yeah. choosing myself. And for many people, I'm choosing myself for the first time. And that's a really empowering place for someone mm-hmm. to say yes to the aligned leadership program because it's like that in itself is a breakthrough simply by mm-hmm. choosing self and putting and allowing um and, and allowing an investment to be made in oneself to become a yeah. more aligned, healthier, better version um of themselves.
1: And that's that's so true of of leadership. I, you know, one of the things that I teach is I, I can't change you. Uh, you know, your behavior, you what you are today. <laughs> you took years to get there, and mm. you were the one that decided to do that. And mm. so it takes you to decide that you're going to change.
2: And absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if we want to speak into that's one of the key things too, and you would experience Mm -hmm. this as well, Vicky, with your own coaching is the nature of like the only way that we as coaches can be a, be a contribution or service to anybody is if, the person before us is willing to be coachable yeah. if they're going to show up inside of a spirit of, I I know everything I like, I know all my problems and I know how to fix everything. Okay. You've got what you need to continue living congruently with mm-hmm. and getting the results you've been getting. Mm-hmm. However, if someone is willing to show up inside of the um of humility and be mm-hmm. willing to be in a, in a, in a meaningful inquiry about, maybe there's another way yeah. or maybe something more expansive than what I'm currently living into is possible. Well, then, that's when um, we can do our job and, uh, and actually be a, a meaningful service and facilitate transformation for yeah.
1: people. It's being able to look in the mirror and, and truly see. I that's think right. um, the Avatar movie that's just out, one of the sayings that they say to each other is, I see you. And I think that's so deep to be mm. able to, to really look at another human being and, and say I mm. see you, and mm. and I think um, as a you know spouse a, a partner that you know sometimes that is what needs to help to propel you to, to agree that you need a change, you need help, you need to take care of you.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's beautifully said in the nature of like. At the foundational level, all human beings desire to be heard, seen, and understood. Yeah. And, you know, as far as the nature of, like, the work that we get to do as coaches is that often it's holding people in some of their most vulnerable moments and Mm their most insecure, you know, around some of the things they may hold the deepest levels of insecurity or shame around. And so, you know, I experienced this for myself when we're with my coaches is simply that experience of being able to share openly and vulnerably about something that I'm navigating and then having the experience of somebody else who I trust or choose to give my, put my heart in their hands
1: Mm
2: -hmm. and, uh, and have them say, Hey, I got you. Like I see you, I hear you. I understand you. Like that is just the most soothing thing for the nervous system. Mm -hmm. And like, if we're going to engage from a, the lens of, you know, each of us having an inner child, like there's a little boy inside of me Mm -hmm. that is simply always seeking love and belonging. Even though yeah. I'm the, the body of a man right now, inside there is still a little boy sure. that's just seeking love and belonging. And so that experience of having somebody else go, hey, I hear you, I see you, I understand mm-hmm. you, it's like, whew, okay, safety and permission to mm-hmm. be myself and to be in a meaningful inquiry and exploration of whatever it is, whatever yeah. insecurity I'm, I'm dancing with, we can actually get to the source of that because I don't, I no longer have to have my guards up. And I think that is one of the most profound things that come with our industry is the um, the privilege that comes with holding people in some of their deepest vulnerability and having people, often for the first time, really, truly, truly yeah. heard, seen and understood.
1: Yeah, so true. So what would the top two types of self-development work would you recommend to the people that come to you and they're trying they have seen the light they know they need to transform Mm -hmm. Uh, what would be the the first two things that you would try to have them do
2: yeah nice okay so as a as a as a baseline one of the most powerful paradigms for someone to get in touch with when stepping into this work of personal transformation of inner transformation is having the same realization that i got when i hit burnout which is that of i am the creator like everything like whatever's magical in my life yep i'm the creator whatever is not magical in my life i am also the creator Therefore, I am 100% responsible for life circumstance. And from this place, if we're really willing to take 100% responsibility for the the quality of my life experience, of our Mm. life experience, well, from that place, we can then start being very intentional about how we then navigate our Mm -hmm. own inner transformation, recognizing that nothing out there needs to change in order for the experience of my life to shift. It's more so how do I become more powerful and how I am responding to and navigating life as it is showing up for me. So that's the, like, that's the first part from a, from a, Mm -hmm. a paradigm that, that layer of taking complete responsibility. Yeah. Um, the next part, which I think is probably it's helpful to speak into, is just the, the, the process that we guide people through inside the Align Leadership Program to ultimately support people to come into, into deeper alignment, which we define as living congruent with your truth or having um, harmony between what we mm-hmm. think or we feel, what we say and what we do, is the simple three-stage three process that we guide people through over six months, which is that of clarity, clearing and creation. Now, there mm-hmm. might be other terms that we can give to this, but we simplify it with clarity, clearing, and creation. And what, what I mean by that is, in its essence, clarity is all about being deeply connected to and in touch with who I'm inspired to be and what I'm inspired to create in the world. Mm. So it's our it's our vision of possibility of like, mm-hmm. if we could wave the magic wand and I could declare myself as yeah who I want to be, it's like, this is it. Mm. So there's clarity. Then there's clearing. So clearing is really then looking at, okay, well, where are the layers of my of my life, my being, how I show up in the world, what are my patterns that get in the way of <laughs> me living into this possibility? Mm-hmm. And so this is where in the Align Leadership Program we'll place a strong emphasis on looking at, okay, well, what are the beliefs that we hold that perhaps were, that were established when we are a little kid around what's mm-hmm. possible for me and what's not possible or for the world or for other people? Uh, we'll also look at childhood um, you know, childhood trauma, and just looking at the implications of our, of the impacts of our nervous system, mm-hmm. of our emotional body, where things might have happened where we a, created specific beliefs, but then also perhaps uh, learned to repress and hold and hold our emotional body back. And so we really look at, um, we look at the found the, the origins of that and also train people in the, the, um, emotional release. And, and expressive tools to support people to move stuck emotional energy that's been there for decades to then create more freedom and then inside that also expanding the somatic body's capacity to receive um so we look at beliefs and we look at energetic and emotional blocks uh, and then we also look at the pragmatic structures of people, people's lives and looking at okay well where have we made a whole bunch of promises to people and not followed through on them um, because we call that spiritual dead weight which is just yeah. baggage that we don't need to carry so you know this all exists in the theme of clearing which as you can imagine is quite um it's quite profound and powerful work when engaged with with intentionality and then the final uh piece that we that we teach and coach people through is the principles of creation and mm-hmm. so creation is really broken down into into three primary areas. One is the inner game which is all about expanding our somatic capacity to receive what the universe has to offer. Uh, the second part is the outer game which is all about system structures, rhythms and rituals that support our pragmatic life to mm-hmm. be more aligned with what we actually want to create mm-hmm. and then the third part is community so who are we actually surrounding ourselves with what's the flavor of conversation that we're in are, are people around us are they listening big of us are they supporting our mm-hmm. goals and ambitions or are they bringing them down mm-hmm. and so we have a meaningful inquiry into who are we surrounding ourselves with and cultivating friendship with so with that clarity clearing creation that's the journey that we guide people through um, to then ultimately complete with having a far stronger sense of an experience of living in alignment. And then we graduate with this big epic adventure where they run a marathon or climb a mountain um, as a pretty special way of celebrating um, abroad and uh, the the inner transformation, which comes through the coaching that I just spoke about. But then also the health side of things, which is um, you know, stepping into our potential and knowing how to take care of our physical body. Because if we don't have baseline physical health, well, it doesn't matter how much inner work we do. It doesn't make actually being here in this material world much fun at all.
1: So you just talked about community. I, I'd want to spend a little bit more time there because, um, and as you mentioned, it, it's um, all around us. And I think the last two and a half years has really highlighted the importance of community. But talk to us about uh, in your mind what the importance of community is. Yeah, nice.
2: No, I mean we as human beings we are not islands we, we do not live in isolation we are um intrinsically all connected and we cannot survive without one another and so given that that's just the, the 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 way of human beings as social creatures a worthy inquiry is like well, okay if, you, if if connection and community is inherently necessary for us to not just survive but it's necessary for us to thrive Okay, well, how do we go about fostering community in a way that's going to support me to be at my best? And so one of the key principles that I that that I live by and coach other people in is um first of all cultivating the ability to listen big. And what I mean by listen big, listening, when I when I say the word listening, I'm talking about the way in which we relate to other people. And so when I listen big or relate big of another person, it means that I, in my presence, this person is related to as their potential. They're related to as an extraordinary human being versus when we listen small of people, it's like seeing them for their faults and where they're not capable and what they're not able to do. And the energetic impact of surrounding ourselves with, those who listen small of us versus those who listen big of us has a material impact on what we step into and choose to get, get, get up to in the world. And so there are a couple of layers of this, because one is first and foremost, we want to be doing the work for ourselves around, am I listening big of myself? Like, am I listening to myself as the potential that I am for the world and what I am capable of achieving because it doesn't matter how many people listen big of me. If I don't listen big of myself, yeah. you know, it's not going anywhere. So as a fan, it's important that we're doing the inner work, which is a lot of the work that I was just speaking about with clarity, clearing and creation. but doubling down on community. It's, it's a meaningful reflection to tune into who am I surrounding myself with? And then asking, does this person listen big of me? Or do they listen small of me? Mm. And I'd be encouraged. I would encourage anybody who is tuning into this reflection and really highlighting the people who listen big of them yeah. and deliberately fostering deeper connection with those individuals, because it's those individuals who are going to be a continual perpetual fan flame and mm-hmm. win beneath your wings as you continue to step out and take on, uh, you know, bold and exciting challenges. And, you know, you can feel it. you come off the back of a conversation with mm-hmm. someone who listens big of you. And there's a sense of, um, it's like it's, a, it's, it's been life-giving. It's mm-hmm. like they've injected energy and vitality into you, whereas if someone listens small of you, often you'll leave that engagement energetically and you'll feel a bit depleted.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: so, you know, and you just look at the nature of energy as one of the key resources that we have to navigate and be within life. Like, I'm like, we want to be surrounding ourselves with, with like life force mm-hmm. and people who listen big of us are life-giving. Uh, mm-hmm. And so from my standpoint, we want to be very intentional about, who we're choosing to be in relationship with, um, give our time to, and give our energy to.
1: It's so great. I mean, everything that you said is is so very true. I, uh, the the piece of you know, you know our inner voice. We know that a lot of times the worst critic of ourselves is ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I watched the a Great British Baking Show. <laughs> and the most recent one had this brilliant gentleman and he was just doing masterful things and each time he oh there was that self doubt and that you know criticism of uh, of the fact that it, it you know he didn't believe it was as good as it was and i kept on saying to my daughter he's not going to win He's he's not going to win because at some point he's going to let that talk him out of how great he is, and Mm -hmm. it happened, and it was so sad to see this brilliant person who let his doubts keep him from achieving the greatness that was in him.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. He needs you. (laughs) And well, but but but, I mean that result doesn't surprise me. It was predictable. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. like the writing was on the wall. Yeah. Like because his 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 inner monologue, like the script that he's creating mm-hmm. is 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 an energetic match for not winning. Yeah. And so and this is not about um fake pump me up and positive self-talk, but I but I truly mm. I, I do I do see like an area that many humans need to work on is their capacity to acknowledge, both yeah. acknowledge, acknowledge self and acknowledge others. Yeah. And then when and, and when others acknowledge them, be able to graciously receive that. Mm-hmm. You know. And so this is another one of the trainings that we that we thread into the Align Leadership Program is the is the capacity. Well, a the ability to see the light in others mm-hmm. and communicate and communicate that clearly and directly. So it has the greatest chance of landing for the other person. Yeah. The other thing too, though, is then also being able to allow one's heart to open. And be seen inside of your light and receive acknowledgement as a gift and a possible truth, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a possible truth. Whereas, you know, many people grow up and learn quite early on about, um, you know, particularly through sarcastic cultures, like the sarcastic cultures can be really destructive in people's capacity Mm -hmm. to actually, like, personally acknowledge like acknowledge self acknowledge others or receive acknowledgement um because we don't know what we, we can't discern what's sincere and because yeah. so much so much communication we receive as kids isn't sincere mm-hmm. uh, it, we, we close off in order to protect ourselves and so it can be very very vulnerable to actually take a moment to look in the mirror and mm-hmm. be like okay i didn't get today perfect but i tell you what, i did do this well that's right like, that, that was a hard conversation mm. and I showed up, I didn't shy away. Okay. Like, good job, Jamin. <laughs> yeah. Good job. That's- you know, <laughs> or like, yeah. Or like, you know, the moment when you, when someone was, um, you know, was projecting onto you and you wanted to stand up and defend yourself, but instead you just like stayed quiet and great and just like received it and let someone move through their own process. It's just mm. like, Okay, that took humility. A job. Mm. Just like these subtle moments of where we can just give ourselves just a touch of like validation that I'm showing up the best I can with what I've got right now. Yeah. Did I get it perfect? No. Nah. Yeah. But am I doing my best? Absolutely. And from my standpoint, like, you know, brick by brick, brick by brick, we're able to cultivate a knowingness of self of what our strengths are and what we're good at and what we're capable of. And then we can be a stand for that as a meaningful mm. contribution to other people. Also, whilst being present to yeah, this, these are my growth areas. These are these are areas where I just kind of suck. And then we can have hum- we can have humility around that as well. That's exactly you know, right. It supports it supports the a, an overarching. Um, it supports a a humble way of being where we're not playing down our bigness in the world, and um, and that's something that I'm very passionate about because I I do see that people dim their light.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: you know, yes. for the fear of for the fear yeah. of being cut down or um you know for the fear of standing out when in truth that's actually what we're all here to do.
1: Mm. So it's time for rapid fire. Rapid fire is where we give you five questions or statements and you just whatever comes top of mind. Mm. So what would three takeaways that you would like our audience to have from this podcast be? Mm.
2: Meditate on um, the quality of the quality of your life is your own creation. Like you are one hundred percent responsible for everything mm-hmm. that you experience in life. Med- meditate on that as that, like coming to peace with that. As a now, listen, I am not going to call it fact or absolute truth, but it's a very empowering place to stand mm-hmm. because when we can engage with that, it's, it 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 brings the rest of the rest of our future. It puts the ball in my hands. I get to play. So that would be the that would be the first part. Um, uh, the second part would be to take the time to really get clear on who you're inspired to be in the world. And a great place to start there is to is to just have a you know a, actually a simple place to start is having a think about when you're on your deathbed, mm-hmm. what would you love for others to say about who you are. Mm-hmm. And what you create, and and what you stood for, and what you created in the world, like get a little external, a little esoteric and and hear it. Start there because that's going to give you a pretty good, um, uh, pretty good go- goal posts and guiding posts of like how to define that. Yeah. And then the, and then the next piece would be then being a critical inquiry of like where am I living congruent with that, <laughs> and where am I not living congruent yeah. with that? Where am I in alignment? Where am I not in alignment? And if you feel the um if you feel a stuckness around the layers of your life that don't feel in deep alignment, have humility and then be willing to get some guidance to move beyond it. Because I, I guarantee you that whatever you are navigating, you are not the first person to navigate that. And there are ways out of stuckness. There are ways out of experience being trapped. Um You know, and whether it's mountains of marathons or Vicky or another coach, like be willing to be in vulnerable conversations around where you're at and what you desire. as there is something more expansive available to all of us in any given point in time. Granted, we're willing to show up and be transparent about where we're at and where we want to be.
1: For sure. So what is your perspective on failure? Mm.
2: So, first of all, I think failure is contextual. Um and perhaps there are two layers that I'd like to speak into around mm-hmm. that. Like one is one is the, the the paradigm of there is no such thing as failure. In other words, like everything that happens in life is happening for us, not to us. And so that whatever, whatever, whatever shows up in our world, it's like it's an opportunity for reflection, an opportunity for growth. Mm-hmm. And so there's kind of like that. That macro growth mindset relationship with, um, with failure. Then mm-hmm. um, the second thing is, I think failure, like in in the, in the micro, like the bit where you don't win the race or the bit where mm-hmm. you don't get the result that you were seeking or make as many sales as you anticipated or, um, you know, the girl says no when you ask her on the date, like whatever the thing is, it's mm-hmm. like, um, for me failure in those micro moments serve as an opportunity, again, serve as an opportunity to be more in touch with my emotional body and where Mm -hmm. limiting beliefs may lie. Uh, As you know, I think I see a lot of people shy away from the emotional discomfort that comes from moments of failure. And from my standpoint, like Maturing the relationship with the emotional body of being like, oh, <laughs> ouch! <this hurt." laughs> like I'm disappointed. <laughs> like, oh, that's sadness. I'm feeling I'm feeling sad about not about not winning the race. Or I'm feeling sad about having given it my all yeah. and not gotten the result that I was seeking. <laughs> I'm feeling sad about that, and then actually having some compassion for your sadness. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like cool, like on inside the spectrum of the emotional experience as a human being, the more we're able to expand our capacity to feel the fullness Mm. of the density, the dense emotions that may come with the experience of failure, that also creates pathway for being able to experience the opposite end of the spectrum, yeah. which is the joy and bliss. Yep. Whereas I see a lot of humans only allow themselves to feel such a limited range of the, of the the, the emotional experience that's available inside this human body. Um, because if we, you know, if we desire more of this, we have to be willing to go down here, you know, mm-hmm. and, and experience the density. So again, I see failure as an opportunity to, um to powerfully embrace the the, the discomfort that comes from the denser, um, emotional experience, which granted we relate to that in a compassionate way increases our capacity to be more in life. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's, so that's one piece. And then, um, uh, yeah. And then the other piece too, is then looking at the, um, you know, the limiting beliefs that we may hold around ourselves in relation Mm -hmm. to that. It's like, you know, failure happens. What do I make that mean about me? Yeah. (laughs) am I a failure as a human being? Or is it simply, um, or is it simply, I actually just suck at that <laughs> or here's a skill that I need to mature. No, I know, you know? <laughs>
1: That's what I say. It's the opportunity. <laughs>
2: it's opportunity. Uh, and so, um, but it's also not about sugarcoating anything. It is about being willing to feel the fullness of disappointment. Um, and then being in a meaningful reflection of how we can grow from that experience.
1: Yeah. I love that. I, I look at it too, as. I, I will never know joy unless I know sadness. You know. There you go. Exactly. So, and exactly. the more it's... and the more intense of the feeling, one way, also can lead to that greater intense the other way too. So. Hundred percent. Lots of lots of good things. So, what advice would you wish you had been given at the start of? Any one of your business, <laughs> but you know, when you first started out, what advice do you wish you would have been given? Even if um, you wouldn't have listened to it. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: totally, totally. Uh, it would be, Jamin, you have your strengths. This is what they are. And Jamin, there are some things that you suck at. And you'll <laughs> always, and, and Jamin, you will always suck at these things. And that's okay. and so please go and get some professional support like (laughs) team build bring people around you who are good at the things that you suck at so you don't waste time money and energy trying to be good at the things that you suck at that would be and okay i mean i'll get specific like i'm really good at the people stuff i'm really good at the I, I I I love the the human interaction, but administrative, and and <laughs> logistical things just not my forte. And I've spent like thirteen years trying to get good at the, the 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 organizational stuff, and I just I moved from a two out of ten to a three out of ten. I've invested so much, so many money in courses and time and habits and training, and I just suck at it. And so as soon as I got myself a, a personal assistant and uh you know and some mentor account- and some and and a coach who supports me around accountability with goals changed my life all of a sudden yeah. i could just double down on what i'm really good at and know that the stuff that drains my energy is taken care of if only I I th- that at 20
1: yeah oh. and and that's really important i think for all leaders especially those that are uh people that want to control everything and are not yes. good delegators that. that that's that's i mean When you build a team, it should be not all of you. It should be of the people that fill the gaps of where you are weak. And then you'll have an awesome high-performing team.
2: That's right. That's right. Like we're all in service to a grander vision and mission. That's, you know, and that was the bit that I had to come to terms with as well. I'm like, oh, my God, there's people who are really, who are not only good at this stuff that I suck at, but they actually (laughs) enjoy it. No. Like, How they be to, like that was like experience. that was like a hurdle that i had to get around For once they, i was like oh man they get a kick out of doing accounting like a and like <laughs> keeping my inbox at zero and making sure that all the numbers <laughs> add up i'm like, I'm like oh my day, have a good I day love, <laughs> i love that you humans exist in the world and that we're, we're on the same page oh, and team here yeah, <laughs>
0: i'm
1: happy to be. please that's right it. that's
2: right absolutely <clears throat>
1: What is the top mistake that most people are making um, when they're trying to to transform? <laughs> and they're just not doing it. They're not getting there. Mm. What is the mistake mm. they're making?
2: Mm. Um, uh, being, being too obsessed, being too obsessed with the gap between where they are now and where they want to be ah, small steps yeah and it's just like cuz like that gap is suffering
1: yeah yeah
2: and and it keeps people stuck and trapped it's like i want to be here but i'm here and this this is a big scary jump mm-hmm. whereas the in the whereas this here is not a place to get to it's a place to come from mhm and what I mean by that is it's like, what's the energy of this human? What's the en- like? What's the energetic way in which this person shows up? And then how can I channel that energy now and show up consistent with the way this person shows up in the world? Because from, and that's like an inside out approach to transformation of actually like being more in touch with how I show up moment by moment knowing myself as yeah. someone who shows up moment by yeah. moment, congruent with how, who and how I want to be in the world versus me not looking a particular way. It's more yeah. like, oh, no, this possibility, this is someone who is disciplined. How can I bring discipline now? This is someone who is courageous. What does courage look like now? This is someone who is optimistic. What does optimism look like now? It's like allowing the transformation to come from the inside yeah. out because then it purely becomes about the the journey and then we just yeah. get to be constantly tuned into the um the mirror that life is for how our inside what our inner game looks like the world is constantly reflecting that that immediately takes us out of suffering and more in touch with okay well this is where I'm at and this is where there's more yeah. work to do and so the journey continues
1: and and as you do those small wins you know you set the small goals the small wins then you celebrate those small wins and now you're enjoying the journey as opposed to dreading the climb.
2: Totally. That's yeah. it. And then I mean, a key principle there too is to celebrate, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, celebrate the small wins. It's not mm-hmm. just the end of year party. When we look at like everything's been achieved over the last 12 months, where we take a moment to breathe and have a drink and celebrate. It's like, no, no, no. We should be in weekly, weekly mm-hmm. reflection. Like yeah. here are the wins from the week or at least the month. Mm-hmm. Like here are the wins from the month. Here are the opportunities from the month. Yeah. Um, yeah, because all of that supports in being mindful of how we are actually growing and stepping more fully into who we're here to be in the world.
1: And I find a lot of times people have a hard time saying what a win a small win is. You know, when you ask, tell me what your small win was this week. Didn't and didn't have and any.
2: It's like, <laughs> it's just like...
1: excuse me, did you not wake up?
2: That's right. That's <laughs> right. You, you did know... you
1: did you Brush your teeth and not, you know, have anything sure. fall out.
2: <laughs> sure. This is good because I mean this circles back to the principle that I was speaking about earlier yeah. around, acknowledge- around acknowledgement. Yeah. Of like just being able to get to the end of a day and just go like, Hey, good job, like Jamin, good job here. Yeah. <laughs> you, should, really. like, you showed up. You showed up there. And it wasn't even necessarily about the result. It's just it's more so like, how did I show up today? Yeah. And then being able to sell ce- being able to celebrate that. It's the it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Being able to, you know, being able to source magic where where it may not be obvious, being able to source gold, being able to yeah. source gold, where it might be sitting just beneath the surface. It's an important love skill. I love
1: that. Love that the magic. All right, it is time now, for those of you that are listening, that you need to grab a pencil, paper, pen, whatever you have, crayons, to be able to write down the email ad or the website so that you can do further research, get in contact with Jen. We have the... Website mountainsandmarathons.world australia23. Again, that's mountainsandmarathons, all squished together, australia23. That's the website you want to go to to be able to check out more about the program. And he's on social media and Instagram with his name, J-A-M-I-N dot and heppo and i'm going to let him talk about his facebook community that you can get to become part of
2: beautiful thank you vicky so um yeah for those of you that would like to get a little more in touch with the world of mountains and marathons and um and how we contribute to people living in deeper and and leading in deeper alignments um yeah become part of our our free facebook community it's called living aligned And so as part of living aligned um, every couple of times a week, we're delivering free content. We call them live for five. So we just go live for five minutes and speak about a simple distinction of living aligned or leading aligned. Um, And it's an opportunity to remain directly engaged with us, ask questions, and then also find out about the, um, the the, the bigger opportunities that exist inside the world of mountains and marathons. Awesome.
1: So again, that's his Facebook page uh, using his name to find it. Again, mountainsandmarathons.world australia2030. Well, it has been wonderful. You gave so much rich information, so many tips, insights, and good stories. I um, have had a wonderful time talking with you tonight. And uh, thank you for being a guest. Yeah. And as always, I end this with reminding everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Netling signing off.
0: Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Netling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself.